Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to 1160 AM Country Radio. This is your host with the most, Chet Worsley. Coming at you live and on location from our downtown Main Street station. We got ourselves a newcomer here, folks, from north of the 49th parallel. Going by the name of Hopsy Baby Boy. He plays that acoustic guitar, and he beats those strings like they're owing money, if you know what I mean. So, folks, if you're not on the edge of your seat, guarantee you, you will be. Once this little number gets spinning through your boots, can I get a hey, hey, come on, baby. Need you now. Oh, yeah. This track is actually untitled, as he thought the music would do a better job. Of speaking for itself, folks. Let's hear this first release from Hopsy Baby Boy coming at us from north of the 49th. Let's hear it goes a little something like this, folks. Hold on to your hats, y'all. It's the program. That you hold so dear It's the program Have no fear Cause Hopsy's here He's here To spread the good word Shelter you From your horrific life Hide with me From your shitty husband or wife Sometimes I think I could be a better wingman. You know what I mean? I'm not a very good wingman. I've had a girlfriend for a very long time. Um, been out the game. You know what I'm saying? Is that what people say when you're when you're not single? Are you out the game? That's embarrassing. Um, last night got to go to an unbelievable concert. As I'm recording this, it is Sunday, quarter to ten. February 6th, 2022. Coming at you live and on location here from Fayetteville, North Carolina in studio. Located in the uh, southeastern region of the USA, we'll say. North America of the globe here on Earth. And um, it's, I, the thing I've been taking advantage of of being in the States is I like to listen to a lot of random music. And I like to, I don't really like, when people say, what's my favorite music, I never really know what to say. I kind of like a little bit of everything, but I'm really into like, uh, I guess we'll call it bluegrass, I guess would be the genre. I randomly got into bluegrass heavily a couple years ago and I call it bluegrass cause it's country, but it's like a little too country to be on the radio. Like it's not on the radio stations and shit like that. And I don't say that to be like a cool guy. Like I listen to shit that's not on the radio because I think I'm a mint dude that way I'm not trying to say that I'm trying to be like a hipster music wise but um I just really got into like YouTube that's where I, I found I found a lot of new music was always on YouTube there's the best versions of any song 
ever on YouTube. And I found when I got Apple Music and and I've always been an Apple Music guy. I've never had Spotify. I always say that I'm going to make the switch, but I never have. But I've almost found when I got Apple Music, it made like listening to and finding new music harder because I still think Apple Music is pretty brutal platform. Like I'm just an Apple guy. I've always has been. So I just have gotten Apple Music. I used to have the student deal when it was only like six bucks a month probably playing like 12 now who knows credit cards just bleeding wearing that monthly among other numerous hysterical subscriptions i probably need to cancel but <coughs> apple music is not a very good platform like you click that search bar it just goes blank it might show you might show you some recent searches of yours but i liked youtube because you know you it's creepy, but the algorithms on YouTube, like it kind of figures out what you like. And then your home page is like, you know, it's showing you options. And like right away when you get on there, there's shit catching your eye and you want to click on things. And then when you do like search people, you get a little visual cue of what you're looking at. You know what I mean? You kind of have an idea not to judge a book by its cover, but you know, you're just looking up a song. You're like, what am I looking at here? There's a little bit more that catches the eye there. And I ended up finding this guy on YouTube, there's a great platform. There's two awesome ones that I use religiously on YouTube. And I don't know if you guys are into this type of music, but they, they post good songs. It's not like real country stuff all the time. Like they just, it's good music. And there's one that's called Gems on VHS. I subscribe to them on YouTube. And there's another one, Western as Fuck, or it's Western AF. Subscribe to both those. They put like the, they always have like a song and it'll be, you know, there might be a little minute blurb where the artist will like tell you why he wrote the song or what made him write the song or just tell you a little bit about himself. And yeah, it's only a minute little blurb, but it just kind of gives you a little story. And I always like that with music. And I found this guy um, named Benjamin Todd, unbelievable musician, uh, seems to have had some sort of a wild life, um, like hopping trains, like was homeless at points, struggled with addiction. And his songs are pretty wild, pretty deep, pretty intense, but uh, really good. He's kind of got like a folk country bluegrass sound. He has a three-piece band. It's him, a guy plays the cello for the bass, and then his wife plays the fiddle, the violin, and she shreds it. And the three of them are so good together. And I found them on YouTube and started listening to them, you know, last year or two here. And I was uh, down here earlier in the year, and I'm a big Zach Bryan fan. I talked about that on a previous episode. And I just happened to hear that he was on tour. And I was like, well, I'm in the States. Like, maybe he plays by me. So I Googled it. Sure enough, I got tickets like a week later for a show, like an hour up the road from Fayetteville. It was amazing. So after that show, I was uh, on social media. I follow the Lost Dog Street Band. And they were talking about an upcoming tour. So I was like, fuck, like, got to look it up. Look it up. Sure enough, they were playing in North Carolina. They were playing in Asheville, North Carolina. And I didn't know where Asheville was at the time, but I was like, boom, I'm going to that concert. I'm going, 100%. And I ended up convincing a guy, uh, one of my teammates, one of my buddies, great man, an Alaskan, guy from Alaska, from the Alaskan Revas up there. Would love to go to Alaska. Might have to get that guy on just to talk Alaska for an episode. Um, but I convinced him to come. And we knew like months back that this that we were going to go this day it just so happened that we didn't have anything going on Saturday night. We're going to be able to go and it about four hour drive. So a little bit longer than driving up an hour to Raleigh, but four hours, 
you know, to a town I've never been to that I'd heard a lot of great things about. And to see a cool concert, I said, fuck it, let's go. So we went up uh, yesterday. Uh, we drove up in the afternoon, got there around 5 o'clock, had an Airbnb, uh, basically just ditched our stuff and went downtown in Asheville. What a fucking town, Asheville. Let me just get a little sip of water here, getting dried out, dried out from my weekend of sin. Ugh. No, but Asheville is sweet. Like, um, I heard it was in like the mountains and, you know, not to sound like that dickhead that lives by the Rockies in Canada, but I'm always skeptical when I hear mountains. I mean, I've been to Pennsylvania skiing and stuff and like you're skiing on like a valley that like leads down to a river. It's a little different atmosphere. So when I hear Rockies and stuff like that or hills, I'm a little skeptical, but this was a little mountainy. It was, uh, not like Rocky mountains, but there was mountains. They weren't hills. I would call them. Uh, they're definitely classified as mountains. And it was a beautiful town, beautiful town, like unbelievable spot. Like just this little like old school town, beautiful old architecture and all the buildings like downtown streets had that nice feel like you're almost going into a time machine. It was really cool. But this town just had breweries everywhere, breweries, bars, places you just wanted to go out, have something to eat. Like you could just go grab a beer, have a beer, walk five minutes down the road and go to another place, five minutes down the road, go to another, like just two, like you just walk all over the place and just go and drink and could have made a night of just doing that. So went out for dinner, had a couple of drinks at a couple spots, went to a beautiful uh, brewery called, Be who calls me in the middle of a, of a show of this stature? It, it always makes me laugh that people don't take it seriously yet at this point. Like I'm in my studio. I'm in the studio and you're going to call me right now that and now my my computer's going to start ringing. It's a charade of events, folks, and it's it's people are trying to fuck with me and I, I'm not going to stand for it. I'm sorry that you have to listen to this. Will I edit that out? No, because I'm taking a stance. OK, where was I? Unbelievable brewery we went to called Burial. Then we went out for dinner at a place called like Baharmi or something. And then the venue we were at was called the Orange Peel. And I was fired up because I knew it was going to be like a small concert venue. And I always, I'd rather go to a show like that than an arena any day of the week. Tell me, if you tell me that's not the truth, you're lying to yourself. I, I would way rather do that. And this place, we get, end up getting in there and it's just like a room. It's all like rush seating. There's no like balcony above. It's just like a room. And we get in there, like the names on the wall. <laughs> the, the names of the like the artists that had played there was like wild. It was like Michael Jackson, like Luke Bryan. Um, I'm doing a terrible job of going from Michael Jackson to Luke Bryan, but there was a bunch of name Bob Dylan. Like there was a bunch of crazy names up there. I'm not gonna go through them all. One that I thought was really random. They randomly had the Arcade Fire up there, which I thought was hilarious. They had all these huge names: Michael Jackson, then the Arcade Fire. I'm not chirping the Arcade Fire. Like the Arcade Fire, aren't they a Canadian band though? I never would have thought they were that big. They had that song. It was like, every time you close your eyes, love it, love it. I used to like that song when I was a kid. That's probably not how it goes at all, but that's what it sounded like to me. Um, so we get into this place. Unbelievable joint. We got in there really, really early. So we ended up standing like right at the front. And I'm always like really skeptical of doing that because like I'm the kind of guy I like to have a couple beers. And then, you know, you start having to go to the bathroom like multiple times at a concert. I just hate wading through people, you know? I'd almost rather just stand in the back as a kind of a taller guy in these venues where no seat's really a bad seat. But my buddy insisted that we get front row, and I and I never really do that kind of thing. I'm always just, like, kind of in the... I'm more of a perimeter rush seating venue guy because I'd rather be able to get beers, malt, like, whenever I want and go to the bathroom and 
not have to wade through the crowd and be like, sorry, 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 sorry. I was doing that with beers in my hand and people were like, dude, what, you don't have to say sorry every time. And I'd be like, sorry, I'm Canadian. I say sorry way too much. It's like a huge problem. But we get there, we're, we're like second row. We're literally like, I could, I'm so close to these guys playing. I could live like underhand tossed a baseball with no effort and it would have went like right to them. Would have been like a little soft, little pitch play. That's how close I was. So I like I liked that. It was obviously like sweet. They had an opener, a couple from North Carolina who was awesome. And then they had this fella by the name of Matt Heckler who was opening up for the Lost Dog Street Band. And the funny thing about him was I randomly was listening to Apple Music on like a shuffle sort of random playlist, you know, and it's like um, I think I was literally listening to the Lost Dog Street Band and similar artists, you know, when they do those uh, playlists like that you can click on. So that was what I was listening to. And I came across this guy who was like, hey, who is this? Like this guy sounds sweet. And then I clicked on him, went to one of his albums, started listening to him, started really liking his stuff and went through, he had, a, he had a, I think three or four albums, this Matt Heckler fella, and he plays the fiddle, he plays uh, the guitar really well. Most of his songs are just him, like, you know, they're not really like overly produced. I love that. I love that feeling of like raw music, you know, I love a band and a full piece band, but if you strip music down and get a guy with just his guitar maybe he plays the harmonica himself too or like maybe his buddy's banging on the cajon in the patio for the drums while he plays like not no i love all instruments and i love a full band like i just said but there's something about like stripping it down that i've always loved and this guy kind of just does that so amazingly so i fucking look him up i'm like well what if he plays nearby and i end up seeing oh he's playing in Asheville. oh and i look it up he's playing he's 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 playing at the show i already had tickets for it was like, couldn't have worked out better. So it was like a match made in heaven. We're going to the show. Me and my buddy Drake, we're sitting second row. Matt Heckler's playing. We're so close to him. I remember like, I, I, he's like, played a song. His first song was sick. Forget what it was called. And then he's about to play his second. He's just like putting his capo on his guitar, uh, plucking the strings, making sure he's in tune. And people are cheering, hooting and hollering. I just kind of was like, I love you, Matt. And he literally said, he's like, I love you too. He like replied right back. It was cool. It was like, he heard me. He interacted with me. It was a cool little moment, you know, go to a concert. That's what you're there for, you know, the cool little fun interactions. But anyways, we're sitting there. As we're standing there, this young lady, probably my age, maybe, or I think she ended up, she ended up, we ended up talking to her, but she ended up telling us she was 25. So she's like around our age. She waddles over and she's uh, like, hey, like, do you guys mind if I stand here? And we're like, yeah, that's fine. We don't care. Like we were taller than her. It's not like it's a big deal to us. And my buddy, like, single guy, I can, you know, deer in the headlights, I can tell he's like, oh, he's going to start trying to chatter up. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I got to be a wingman. And that's where, like, the original point of me opening up this episode is that's where I was talking about is basically the hilarity of my wingmanning in this concert scene. It was so bad. It was so bad. So, you know, this girl was really nice, and my buddy's talking to her, and, you know, I have a girlfriend, I'm just sitting there being a nice guy, just, you know, ch chatting, you know, and... And then my buddy's whispering. He's whispering to me. You know, we've talked to this girl for a little bit. This is kind of like when the show's getting started, you know. And uh, my buddy leans over to me and he's like whispering in my ear. He's like, hey, buddy, uh, you should tell her that you're taken. You know what I mean? He's getting, he's getting to be a little salty dog. You know what I mean? He's like, tell her you're taken. And in my head, I'm like, okay, yeah, I will. I'm laughing because, you know, he wants, he wants, you know, then all eyes on big, big diesel, we'll call him. Big D's. And so she, we're like whispering like two little schoolgirls back there. I see her turn her head around. And she goes, what the fuck are you two uh, whispering about back there? Like she's kind of laughing. And then I'm laughing too because we look like little 
like Catholic school children right now at the moment getting caught by the teacher. It's hilarious. But me and Drake are evidently half in the bag at this point. So we're not as sharp as we probably could have been. But we're like still both huddled together in like the middle of a whisper when she caught us talking. And then he just like points at me and goes, he has a girlfriend. And it was just awkward silence. Like she just didn't even know what to say. It was so awkward. And then she was just like, cool. And she just continued to resume watching the concert. She turned her back to us. And then me and him were just kind of like laughing like, oh, this isn't going well. And then a little bit later on, you know, he's kind of like, you know, what should I? He's like, yeah. he's like, I got to start putting in some better work here. Like, this isn't going very well. And I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, maybe you should uh, help her feel the music a little bit. Try to get her vibing. Try to get maybe a little, maybe get her dancing, get her moving. Next thing I know, I look over. And it's like, you know what a concert, like, he's standing behind her too. So it's like, you can't just be a full-blown weirdo and like, go for like, a reverse hug from behind try to get dancing so then he kind of like goes for like hands on the shoulders kind of a maneuver kind of reminded me of like a grandfather maybe an uncle dancing with his niece and a school assembly it was that sort of a conduct wasn't a good look wasn't a good look I don't think it it didn't fare very well not too long later this girl literally just grabs her coat gone says I'm out of here and I'm like okay goodbye and I can't help but think that some of that might have came back to the conduct of what was being presented from maybe me as a wingman and definitely Big Diesel as a, a potential suitor, we'll call him. Tough, tough look. But what a concert. What a concert. I loved it. Um, they always end so abruptly. I find shows like especially ones like this like smaller venue and um I love I've always thought it's so weird how like everyone just expects there to be an encore you know like every show has an encore like when there was time for like when the show ended there okay bye they're gone like obviously no one leaves everyone stays for the encore I almost find that to be funny you know it is is weird not everyone gets an encore that's not how it started I don't believe and what do they call it a curtain call is after the encore I want to see a curtain call. I want to see a curtain call big time. Like last night, I wanted to just stay out there and be like, one more, give me more. But then no one fucking stayed, obviously. I always do that. I feel like I stick around thinking someone's going to give me a little curtain call action. The only time I've ever been to a show where people did multiple encores was um, I watched the Tragically Hip those of you, I'm not sure if American viewers will be that familiar with that band, but I'm sure many of them will. Very big uh, classic rock band. We'll call them up from Canada, but they're legendary up north. But the Tragically Hip had a concert. It would have been, uh, I want to say it would have been summer of 2016. That was the final tour they did. Man Machine Poem, I think it was called. And um, it was uh, the last tour because uh, Gord Downey had, uh, you know, he was sick. And it was uh, deemed the last time the band would ever play live together. And I got to go to one of the shows in Calgary. And they ended up coming, I think, out three times. They came out for three different encores. That was pretty cool. That was really cool, honestly. That was one of the best shows I'd ever seen. But but again, though, it was like the final tour, right? So maybe that, like, not to take anything magical away from the three encores that that Tragically Hip did at that show. It was fucking amazing. 
But like, imagine one, like, what if the people just wouldn't leave? Like, what if they wouldn't leave? What if it was like the Ottawa city streets at the moment, but instead of truckers blocking the streets, honking their horns, what if it was just guys getting loud at the Lost Dog Street Band with the orange peel? You see that on Fox News in the morning? No one will leave this venue in North Carolina. They're demanding bluegrass country music at the top of their lungs. And they they'll, they will not leave until they get it. I want to see more protests like that. I want to see someone storming the streets because it's been too long since they saw their favorite jazz musician. I could get behind some sort of, pro, some sort of protests behind that. But Asheville. Asheville, what a city. A hidden gem. And um, I'm going to sound like a tour guide here, but I really am. I just don't think it gets rough recognition. I only knew what Asheville was from Googling it, um, finding out that there was a nice city in the state that I currently reside in. So do, so do a little research there. Check it out. Maybe a potential uh, trip destination in the future for you. And uh, you can tell them that Hopsy sent you. They'll have no idea who I am. They'll have zero clue. But we, after the show, we went to multiple different places, had some food, kind of just bar hopped, and it was perfect. And, I mean, it got to the, like, it, Asheville was one of those towns where it was kind of weird. Like, they, like, refused to let you buy more than two beers at a time. And I get that. Like, there's a limit per person. But I'm like, my buddy's 12 feet behind me at the table, and I'd like to buy him two beers as well, you know? So then you kind of, like, awkwardly start having, like, my one friend goes up to the bathroom. He ends up coming back with two beers, but I was in the bathroom too. And I went back to the other bartender. I buy X and got two beers too. Then we come back to the table and we still have half the beer we were drinking before. And then we got four full beers. You're only allowed to have a, basically a beer, two beers a person max. We got like 77 f- full pints on the fucking table. Next thing you know, we're half in the bag. We're getting our pints apprehended from us because we purchased too many pints and we weren't drinking them fast enough or something like that. There was too many in front of us. That was about the end of the night there. That was, that was basically the cue to get the to get the Uber and go home. But what a city. What a town. Cannot reiterate that enough. Definitely would love to go back. Orange Peel, what a destination. What a destination. I did have one weird altercation. And I'm, I, was, I wasn't in the sharpest condition when this did happen. But I was at this weird bar. I don't even remember what it was called in Asheville. One of those places, it was, this, like, and there's multiple different bars, establishments that are like this that I've seen in different parts of the world. I'm not going to like categorize them as one thing, but it's like a metal bar. Like they're only playing like hard metal in there. There's shit all over the walls, like weird memorabilia on the walls, stickers, everything. Kind of looks like a biker rock joint, but everyone in there is middle-aged and up and doesn't look like they listen to metal at all. There's obviously some people sprinkled in there that like look like they suit the kind of joint, the kind of genre of music playing, but there's a lot of people in there who look completely out of place. And um, it was a weird place. We ended up staying for one drink, and then I'm standing there in a crowd of people. My buddy Diesel, I think that night he tried to talk to every single female that was in Asheville. This guy was just swinging for the fences left and right. I really appreciate it. I appreciate a guy that's out there trying to have a good time. And he was definitely, you know, not doesn't see a lot of women over here in Fayetteville doing what we do day to day. He's out there in Asheville. The women are out. The women are at the bars. The people are having a good time. They're beautiful. He's beautiful. Why shouldn't he be out there trying to enjoy uh, what the socialization that is there to be offered? I'm all for it. But I'm sitting there like fucking with my thumb in my ass. 
I'm out wheeling and dealing. I look over right beside me. There's this old fella just standing you know, right beside me. I, you know, I just start talking. I just say, hey, how are you doing? Like, what's going on? Like, kind of seemed like a place that, you know, shooting metal music out. It seemed like a little bit of a place for this, you know, maybe late 60s, 75-year-old man to be hanging out on a Saturday night. So I just start saying hello. And I'm like, hey, dude, like, how are you? What's going on? Next thing you know, I just hear like, hey, man, can you fucking leave him alone? I turn around, I th- it looks like, you know, one of these Johnny Depp looking wannabe motherfuckers. He's got the hair down to his tits, cool mustache, one of those nice like fedora like hats. He's looking cool. He's looking good. He's, you can tell he's one of those guys that thinks he's a beaut. Always those guys like that are always, I just find they're all the same. But this guy's just like, hey, leave him alone. He's, uh, he's not doing very well. And, you know, he's an old man. And I don't think he's all there up top. And I'm like, what? I was just kind of like, I just kind of looked back at him. I was just kind of like. It was one of those things where I was like, didn't even want to explain it. I just kind of like just walked away, you know? One of those weird... I was just like, well, if this guy's out there on a Friday night at a bar, I mean, I just thought I was being a nice guy, just saying hello, acknowledging his presence. I didn't want to just pretend that he didn't exist as I'm shoulder to shoulder with him trying to get a drink. Just kind of seemed like a weird mood. But there's, you know, there's, there's establishments that have those type of people in there. When that happens, a little, you know, a little thing like that, in a town like that with so much to offer, I'm like, no, we're done. Out. Got to reset the vibes here. Got to reset the station. You know what I mean? Go seek. Find the new find the new radio here. You know what I'm saying? But no, Asheville is a fucking great city. What a great city. I, I, I encourage people, if um, if there's someone that you want to see musically, if it's a couple-hour drive, make the trip. It's going to be worth it every time. Check out a couple new towns, new venue. Love getting out of the venues that aren't, you know, it's nice seeing a big show in an arena, but it's even nicer, as I've said getting into some nice little venue you've never been to in a town you've never heard of, some nice restaurants. You can tap right into the local environment. It's really it's really nice time. It's really nice time. Folks, haven't done an episode in two weeks, and that's my bad. I, I just, uh, my girlfriend ended up visiting for uh, just, about, just about a week. So last week when she was here, I didn't want to take the time to make an episode when she was here. I had meant to have one already constructed and pre-derived to be posted yet last week but things got a little hectic with uh you know what's going on and whatever and I I apologize I apologize but uh we're getting this one out it's um it's gonna be released on Monday it's gonna be released at some sometime on Monday so I apologize I apologize for that but the last episode I had mentioned uh it was I think it was January 20th was my last one and that was when this trucker convoy up north in Canada had like just begun, had just started, and it was uh, just catching wind on the headlines about how it's, it was, I think the people were still in BC at the time, no one had even started driving to Ottawa yet, but now as we all know, that's over two weeks ago, almost, or coming up, coming on, week and a half ago, um, the the city is packed, the city is, uh, I don't know if um, they're still calling it a fringe majority, or whatever, a minority, whatever they, uh, the prime minister called it, coined it. But it's a um, very polarizing event, obviously. And whenever things get polarized like this, when there's so many people with opinions on either side, there's so much to, um, you know, there's so many different opinions that, and so many people make their opinions known now with social media and shit, like we all know. Basically, it's just an absolute shit show. Like, how can you even focus on, like, what's happening? Like, I don't know what's good. I don't know what's bad. Um, people like obviously trying to give it the narrative of like some white supremacist event and like obviously there's fucking clowns there and um, 
I mean, yeah, I don't, I'm not, so, I'm not defending anyone that's flying a Nazi flag and, and flying a Confederate flag in Canada, which to begin with anywhere doesn't really make sense to me or, but, um, like that shit like that, like that doesn't make sense to me. And those people are fucking clowns, but I just laugh. I'm like, but we got to be realistic here. Like, do you not think that those kinds of people are going to show up to a fucking event like this called the free coined the freedom convoy? You don't think they're going to be the ones fucking showing up? And even if there's, you know how it goes, there could be fucking 10 idiots in a crowd of fucking 200,000 and, you know, a couple pics are snapped to them. It kind of paints the whole crowd that way in that light. And yeah, I understand there's a lot of people making the argument that, you know, even if there's one fucking flag in their fucking whole crowd, it just spoils a bunch. It's like milk. When you get a little drop of shit in milk, you don't just pull the shit out. You fucking throw it all. There's like weird analogies like that going on left and right. And I don't really know what to fucking think. But if you don't think that those fucking kinds of clowns are going to show up to an event of this stature, whatever, I don't know if they're coming out in force. I'm not fucking there. I'm in fucking North Carolina. Everything you see online, it's cut with someone's cloth, someone's point of view, someone who's trying to prove something. So it's really, really fucking hard to have a fucking clue about what's going on or how to feel about it. But the weirdest part about it that I think still to this point, even that this has been going on for over a week now that no one is trying to really address is the fact that there's a slight problem that there's a lot more people down there, I think, than people believe or we would still want to believe right now. I think for many people, I just think that like, I don't think anyone knows what to do. I don't know how they're going to get these people to leave. I don't know what they're going to actually change that's going to make them satisfied. So it's going to be very interesting. Folks, I cannot reiterate how we are living in a movie. Like, this is just a crazy fucking time to be alive. It really is. And yeah, it's a little scary. It's a little crazy. But grab the fucking popcorn and sit back and relax. Okay? Because this is getting... You can't write this shit. Like, if you told me a year ago, like... A year ago, January 6th, I will never forget it. I was in Alabama. I was at a fucking mall buying a dress belt. When I walked over and I saw the news of the January 6th Capitol riot, which was essentially, it looked like movie extras wearing wigs, taking selfies, stealing furniture in the White House. Essentially is what I retained from that. Very wild. If you told me that a year ago, we'd have a party up north, not comparing these at the same thing at all, but now we got a huge protest clogging the streets of the Canadian capital being deemed an alt-right fuckfest, if you will. It's crazy times. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Those people might never leave. We might have just lost Ottawa. I saw a very interesting thread on Twitter. Essentially, like, the, the, the capital of Canada has lost control of its city. Like, there's no, there's no real, I guess, confrontation at the moment, but the police aren't going to be able to move these people out of the streets without some sort of confrontation. So I'm just going to, it's going to be very interesting to see how that's all going to be portrayed, how, how we are going to find out about that online through our phones, through TV. It's going to be very interesting and it's going to, it's just fucking crazy. I can't reiterate that enough and not really what I wanted to talk about, but I mean, I have to shed some light on that. Uh, don't really care about your views on it because I mean, chances are you've already fucking told someone. I cannot believe 
I just can't believe how everyone now, it's just the last week or so on social media, like everyone's just weighing in. Everyone's uh, fighting their opinion. Like they're just trying to fight for their side of the opinion. It almost seems like in every fucking aspect, every demographic of people we know, it's fucking fascinating. Folks, I cannot reiterate what a time to be alive. I did not want to touch on this either because for some reason, this motherfucker's name cannot get out of the news. Has anyone ever, has there ever been a Fear Factor host that has been in the news more for non-Fear Fact hosting activities? What the fuck has Joe Rogan done? Joe Rogan has lit the globe on fire and I don't know why. I do not know why. People make me, I don't even really listen to Joe Rogan. I really like Tim Dillon, who I've talked about a lot on this show. He's had him on a bunch. I listen to him when he goes on. But I just feel like I know a fuck ton about Joe Rogan and what's going on for a podcast that I tune into three to four times a year. Why do people, like, just people can't shut the fuck up about him. And the thing I don't get, it's always people that are, like, bitching about, it's people that don't really listen to him that are always bitching the most. I'm like, can you just shut up about the fucking guy you don't listen to to begin with? He's a podcaster. He's a fear factor host. Who the fuck cares what he's saying about a vaccine? He's not a doctor. I, I, I just cannot get over this that everyone has such some fucking to say about, about Joe Rogan. Like we got Neil Young and Lionel Richie pulling their music off Spotify because it can be heard on the same platform as Joe Rogan talking about vaccines. What does that have anything to do with anything? Like, I, I get it. Like, if he's saying shit that's wrong, like, that's that's crazy. But at the end of the day, like, do you listen to Joe Rogan, Fear Factor host comedian for medical advice about vaccination protocol? You shouldn't. And if you do, you should stop. And I'm not, like, I don't give a fuck about Joe Rogan. I'm, I'm interested in some of his content for sure, but I don't think he's some god. But, like, he, he has a show that's very popular, and it pisses a lot of people off. I saw a stat. He gets, like, over roughly 11 million viewers per fucking show that he does. That's more than CNN. That's more than Fox. That's more than all these mainstream media corporations combined. That's the only reason everyone fucking loses their mind about him is because he has fucking power because people actually listen to him because he creates a show that's kind of, like, something different. No one duplicates what Joe Rogan does. He has people on from every side of the fucking spectrum. It just blows my mind. I don't get it. Like, if you don't like the fucking guy, don't listen to him. These guys are fucking pulling their sh- their fucking songs off Spotify. Like, I don't understand. It just It's just a funny look to me. Like, freedom of speech in my eyes is, like, always got to be there. And if some guy's going to go out there and, like, speak total fucking nonsense, like, not all the power to him, but, like, I feel like he can go out and do that. I feel like it's kind of up to us. Like, you have to have some sort of fucking filter in your brain. Like, everything we hear ain't going to be true. Certainly not these days with the internet. And I don't know if I'm rambling too much here and maybe not really making sense, but I mean, at the end of the day, I just laugh. Like, the guy's a fucking Fear Factor host. He's a UFC commentator who has people on that talk about differing shit. Like, I don't know. And people always try to, like, soundbite him and put shit up. I'm like, dude, he's had... He has like three and a half hour episodes. He has like five come out a week. He has like, I don't know how many episodes he has. 1,500 to 2,000. He started doing this podcast in like 2009, 2010. I don't think he edits much of it. Like you're going to say some fucking ridiculous shit in that time. Are you not? And especially, I mean, 10 years ago, what you could say and what was socially acceptable to be said in different platforms, contents, contexts is completely... 360 degrees different 
or 180 degrees, is that the wrong analogy? 180 degrees different. It's completely flipped. Everything we say now, everything you say now is taken literal. There's no, that's about it. Everything you say is taken literally now. And I guess at the end of the day, you can choose to give a fuck or you can choose not to. That's really the choice. So that's what you're working with here. Not, I didn't want to talk about that stuff, but it's pretty topical stuff that seems to be, I mean, unavoidable at the moment, at the moment, at the momento. So I just had to give my, I guess we had to touch on it a little bit. All right, folks, I, um, I keep saying I'm going to get a guest on here and I, and I like having guests. It's just, it's just so easy, you know, with my uh, schedule being a little random and all over the place being down here in the States and stuff. It's hard to, you know, people have lives too. It's hard to organize proper meetings, but I'm going to get some on. I'm going to get some good guests on and I can't wait to keep making this show just get better and better and better and better. All right. Um, I don't know if this is the right time to announce this also, but maybe I have um, a little bit of a dream of becoming an underground SoundCloud uh, acoustic musician. So I'm going to try and maybe get the garage band going. I might use the same microphone and start uh, recording my own songs and releasing them under the name of Hopsy Baby Boy as my musical alias. So I actually do have, I have a song on SoundCloud with no lyrics because I, it was the first song I ever created. I didn't know how to create lyrics yet. So I thought that by posting the uh, chord line, I the chord line. By posting the, just the fucking instrumental, we'll call it. I thought that would uh, maybe inspire me to, you know, work on it further. It hasn't. But um, I'm going to keep making songs up. Like that stupid intro I made up today. That was fun, okay? I just like messing around. And um, soon enough, maybe, uh, you know, I, I got to step up the game on the Instagrams. On the Instagrams, on the on the Facebooks, and the, uh, the MySpaces. So look out for that, folks. I really enjoyed doing this. Uh, cannot reiterate that enough feel like my uh, North Carolinian, is that how you would say that? My North Carolinian or North Carolinian? I like, I'm going to say Carolinian because that fucking sounds way cooler. My North Carolinian fan base is growing and I really do appreciate that. Um, I It was pretty cool. A lot, uh, we had a game on uh, the weekend, this past weekend, not the weekend before. Um, I didn't get a chance to see it, but um, the uh, our, our media guys and our some of our sound guys came up and they told me that they had been putting like the project, like listen to the project on the Jumbotron at the at a game last weekend. So, I mean, pretty fucking sweet. Wish I got a picture of that, post that. That's pretty cool um, because that is more, I mean, I guess marketing production value than this show will probably ever see again. So it's just nice to know that I've already peaked and... Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, I can't cannot reiterate, though, how, how much this show is just going to keep skyrocketing, okay? So peak or not, folks, we will not stop here. We're going to keep going. Thank you so much for listening to episode number 56. Said, I'm now here, kid. I need you so bad. I said, I'm now here, kid. I fucking need you so bad. I don't need to explain it that I need you so bad. 
That's why I say it And you should always be glad That you're my teammate I'll be there for you If you listen to this show And Hopsy Will be true to you Thank you very much, folks. Episode 56 is officially adjourned.